Welcome to First Formation, a weekday podcast for high church lowlifes like me, Logan Isaac, looking to get the fuck up and pray. This is where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hearty folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. A podcast for anyone who cares for soldiers and veterans enough to follow us into the mud and the suck. To hear the good news through grunts and with grunts, in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Psalm 57 Be merciful to me, O God, be merciful to me, for in you my soul takes refuge. In the shadow of your wings I will take refuge, until the destroying storms pass by. I cry to God Most High, to God who fulfills her purpose for me. She will send from heaven and save me. She will put to shame those who trample me. God will send forth her steadfast love and her faithfulness. I lie down among lions that greedily devour human prey. Their teeth are spears and arrows, their tongues sharp swords. Be exalted, O God, above the heavens. Let your glory be over all the earth. They set a net for my steps. My soul was bowed down. They dug a pit in my path, but they have fallen into it themselves. My heart is steadfast, O God. My heart is steadfast. I will sing and make melody. Awake, my soul. Awake, O harp and lyre. I will awake the dawn. I will give thanks to you, O Lord, among the peoples. I will sing praises to you among the nations. For for your steadfast love is as high as the heavens. Your faithfulness extends to the clouds. Be exalted, O God, above the heavens. Let your glory be over all the earth. 1 Samuel chapter 25, verses 23 through 35. When Abigail saw David, she hurried and alighted from the donkey, and fell before David on her face, bowing to the ground. She fell at his feet and said, Upon me alone, my lord, be the guilt. Please let your servant speak in your ears, and hear the words of your servant. My lord, do not take seriously this ill-natured fellow, Nabal, for as his name is, so is he. Nabal is his name, and folly is with him. But I, your servant, do not see the young men of my lord, whom you sent. Now then, my lord, as the lord lives, and as you yourself live, since the lord has restrained you from blood guilt and from taking vengeance with your own hand, now let your enemies and those who seek to do evil be uh, to do evil to my lord be like Nabal. And now let this present that your servant has brought to you, my lord, be given to the young men who follow my lord. Please forgive the trespass of your servant, for the lord will certainly make my lord a sure house because my Lord is fighting the battles of the Lord, and evil shall not be found in you as long as you live. If anyone should rise up to pursue you and seek your life, the life of my Lord shall be bound in the bundle of the living under the care of of the Lord your God. But the lives of your enemies you shall sling out as from the hollow of a sling. When the Lord has done to my Lord according to all the good that he has spoken concerning you, and has appointed you prince over Israel, My Lord shall have no cause of grief or pangs of conscience for having shed blood without cause or for having saved himself. And when the Lord has dealt well well with my Lord, then remember your servant. David said to Abigail, Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel, who sent you to meet me today. 
Blessed be your good sense, and blessed be you who have kept me today from blood guilt and from avenging myself by my own hand. For as surely as the Lord of as the Lord the God of Israel lives, who has restrained restrained you, restrained me from hurting you, unless you had hurried and come to meet me, truly by morning there would not have been left in the ball so much as one male. Then David received from her hand what she had brought him. He said to her, Go up to your house in peace. See, I have heeded your voice, and I have granted your petition. James chapter 5, verses 7 through 12. Be patient, therefore, beloved, until the coming of the Lord. The farmer waits for the precious crop from the earth, being patient with it until it receives the early and the late rains. You also must be patient. Strengthen your hearts, for the coming of the Lord is near. Beloved, do not grumble against one another, so that you may not be judged. See, the judge is standing at the doors. As an example of suffering and patience, beloved, take the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord. Indeed, we call blessed those who showed endurance. You have heard of the endurance of Job, and you have seen the purpose of the Lord, how the Lord is compassionate and merciful. Above all, my beloved, do not swear, either by heaven or by earth, or by any other oath, but let your yes be yes, and your no be no, so that you may not fall under condemnation. Good morning, and welcome to the 20th Tuesday after Pentecost. This is Logan Isaac, broadcasting from the Appalachian Abbey in Knoxville, Maryland. This morning's readings... Uh, follow again in Psalm 57, the second time we've re- read it, and therefore um, with the feminine pronouns anytime we speak of God in the third person. And then uh, 1 Samuel 25, a continuation of the passage from yesterday, as I predicted. Um, and then finally, a uh, short selection from the letter of James. The uh, the passage yesterday from 1 Samuel or 1 Samuel um, kind of left us with this cliffhanger. Uh, David had been protecting these flocks um, out of the kindness of his heart, um, these flocks that belonged to Nabal and his wife Abigail. And David uh, goes to ask Nabal to return the favor by allowing them provisions to have a feast because he has protected his this guy's flocks and Nabal is this ill-tempered cantankerous little twat and he uh, he says no I mean I don't know David I don't know you know Jesse and this God you speak of um, and Abigail as is often the case in the Bible and perhaps also often the case in real life um, She's married to this ill-tempered, um, cantankerous douche, uh, whereas she is beautiful and intelligent and patient and, and strategic. Um, and so at the end of the passage from yesterday, Nabal has basically said, I don't know you, you know, or the horse you rode in on, go F yourself. And David decides that he's going to go and kill everybody because, um, He's just kind of fed up and uh, he's upset. In the meantime, Abigail loads up all these gifts and sets out on a donkey 
and it kind of ends there, like, they're going to meet, or something's going to happen. This morning we get the, the conclusion to that cliffhanger, and Abigail meets David and alights from the donkey, which is, I don't know why, something as modern as the NRSV doesn't just say, get off the donkey, but whatever. Um, she speaks to David, humbles herself, bows down before him, um, and says, basically, look, my husband is, this, is a douchebag, like, don't listen to him, um, but most of all, don't let the blood guilt of, of what you have intended fall upon your head. Um, and she speaks of my Lord, which is her husband Nabal, and the Lord, or your Lord, which is God, the God of um, the patriarchs and of David. And essentially, she's brought these gifts and say, here is what you've been asking for, for your feast, the provisions um, in exchange for watching over the land where our shepherds were. Um, and the short story is, she comes to the rescue. She rescues Nabal, uh, seemingly without Nabal even knowing. So Nabal is going to go on being this um, terse jerk face, and um, she, in the meantime, has averted disaster. Um, and uh, David says, uh, "You know, you know. Thank goodness you arrived, um, because I was going to kill everybody. And you're right." that um, the blood guilt would have been upon me and um, credits God with having restrained his hand through Abigail. So Abigail is named as an instrument of God's mercy by intervening before David could go and slaughter Nabal and and his family, or at least males. Um, And one part in particular that jumps out in verse 33, um, the blood guilt would have sprung from avenging myself by my own hand. And then he evokes this passage later in the Christian Bible, the New Testament, um, where um, I think it's God, but it may be Jesus. Um, this line of, you know, or no, I think it's Paul. Somebody says, um, judge not, you know, allow God to be the judge, leave room for God's vengeance. Um, in other words, don't avenge yourself, let God avenge you. And this is, you know, long before the New Testament was written, um, and David is reflecting the same sentiment of, look, it's it's God's job to right the wrongs of the world, perhaps through violence, um, and that when we do it by our own hand, um, when we take matters into our own hands and um, become, you know, vigilantes or whatever, or lynch mobs, um, that that actually is is the wrong thing to do. That we are robbing from God, God's um, own ordained, you know, jurisdiction. Um, but he, you know, much of it was attributed to God in. Um, working through Abigail, this Gentile non-believer who has um, not necessarily for any like high spiritual ideal, but because strategically she realizes, you know, David's going to kill her family unless he's appeased, and his concern is seems her in her judgment perhaps maybe it's just strategic, but it may also be that. Um, she realized like what David did was the right thing and it doesn't he doesn't deserve to be treated with such disdain 
or disregard by her husband. Um, and how this relates to the military, um, I mean, I, I remember when I was going through um, my, my own separation from the military um, as a reluctant uh, conscientious objector, um, that one of the things that, um, that I had some issue with and that pacifists and progressive Christians um, kind of uh, level against the military or at least the use of military force is that, um, you know, to, to have a defensive service, you know, basically puts in our hands, which, you know, kind of assumes that the church and the state are working together, but puts in our hands the, the burden or the responsibility of capital punishment. Um, that what it looks like for God to judge a nation or a people or a person um, just doesn't necessarily look like, um, you know, kind of my interests were infringed or, or whatever, and so I'm going to do this as a nation when our interests are uh, affected, it isn't up to us to go out and defend or something. And I, I'm not saying I agree with this. I just think that that's just kind of one of the concerns. Um, judge not, let ju- let God, you know, leave room for God's judgment or vengeance is one of those passages that gets thrown around um, in some of these debates about military violence and uh, the church and it's it's refreshing to see it here uh, kind of put into practice where David has this very good reason to be upset and to seek vengeance um, the, the Lord works in a way that David didn't anticipate through a non-believer um, to to kind of intervene and, and keep from the the necessity or even the seeming necessity of violent force, and I think it's a reminder um, to to always remain open to the ways in which um, military force might be averted, it, both in the micro scale, or I should just say violence, I guess, in the micro scale, but also in the macro scale, you know, what, what does the Lord have in store for, say, ISIS, or um, Syria, um, or China in Hong Kong, um, I think this passage is a reminder to remain open to the alarming ways that God might work out God's um, justice and mercy um, in ways that we may not expect. A prayer in times of conflict from the Book of Common Prayer. O God, you have bound us together in a common life. Help us in the midst of our struggles for justice and truth to confront one another without hatred or bitterness and to work together with mutual forbearance and respect. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Thank you for falling into First Formation, where PPUHQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hardy folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard, I hope you'll consider participating in one of the three following ways. First, you can support the podcast with a monthly contribution at anchor.fm slash firstformation slash support. 
You can sponsor morning prayer for Pew Pew people with as little as a dollar a month, and you can cancel at any time if I piss you off. Second, you can become a co-host by recording a weekday lectionary reading yourself and sending it to me to be included in an episode of your choosing. Instructions for co-hosts will be provided to you directly, and you don't have to be a grunt to participate in first formation in this or any way. Finally, and most importantly, you can send me your prayer requests of a minute or less with a recording app of your choice. Prayers may be added to a morning prayer episode, aired anonymously, if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off-air. So there you have it, three ways to participate in morning prayers for pew-pew people. I hope you'll continue to listen in and maybe even consider participating yourself. This has been Logan Isaac, always faithful, always family. Semper Familia.